Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Maroon is All That Matters podcast. I'm August Fort, alongside my co-host, Hunter Latham. We also have guests Bates and Ivan here today. Anyway, with this being our first episode, we do want to lay out what our podcast will be about. Obviously, as Mississippi State students, we are going to focus a lot on Mississippi State athletics, but we are going to talk about every sport all around the nation as well. With that being said, let's get started and let's start with the big one in Knoxville this weekend. Mississippi State traveled to Tennessee and lost by a final score of 10 to 20. Ivan and Hunter, y'all were both there. What was it like up in there? Uh, Neyland was amazing, bro. Neyland was beautiful. The town of Knoxville was beautiful. But that game <laughs> sure was not beautiful. Uh, it was embarrassing. Um, the reason why we lost, obviously, uh, it starts at the helm. That's all I'm going to say for right now. Um, uh, I truly believe we were the better team. Let's talk about the game. Did you ever think we had a chance to win the game? I did believe we had a chance as soon as we put Schrader in. Schrader gives me the most hope out of him and uh, Tommy, 100%. Schrader is the better quarterback for this system because of the fact that Tommy cannot stay healthy. So when you saw Tommy Stevens to start, you automatically felt bad about it, didn't you? I didn't feel bad about it uh, because we were told he was completely healthy. But that's not the case. Uh, I still think his shoulder's a little dinged up, um, and I'm a little worried about that. Let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and start Schrader and, and move on with Schrader. Uh, I feel bad for Tommy because he's a good he's a good guy though, isn't he? He's Hunter. a great guy, great guy. But uh, all about being a good guy. It's all that's all it is around these parts. But I've got I've got Schrader. Let's move on with Schrader. So let's go ahead and talk about the head coaching issue. Obviously, the most prevalent issue in that game was Joe Moorhead. Very strong feelings about this from myself. Hunter, what do you think about Joe? What do we have to do? To get him gone? Yes. Um, good guy. Good guy. <laughs> good guy, Joe like, Moorhead. Uh, it, it starts at the top, man. Our team is not disciplined. Um like Jonathan Banks tweeted out, and he said we're mentally and physically weak. And Thanks for stealing my tweet. I actually read that the other day because I follow him. Um, but uh, even uh, Booby Dixon has brought it up, saying that, you know, this family is not the same family it was under Dan Muller, which makes sense. But, you know, you would think that the pride of being a Mississippi State fan would be there, but it's not. It's, it's not, not there right now. It's, it's not, and um, I, I truly don't believe it will be until he's gone. Ivan, you got any thoughts on Joe? He used to be gone. Like yesterday, like last week, <laughs> like like when we lost to uh, who we lose to early in the season, Kansas State. Lost to Kansas, he should have been gone. But you you said he should have been definitely fired last week, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I I want to stick with Morehead longer than most people did. Exactly. Uh, I thought coming into this season, like kind of having a year in the SEC, like he would bounce back uh, from a disappointing year last year. That we still went eight and four. Uh, I do think we had more potential, but by it could have been a lot worse than what it was. And I thought that he could have bounced back, and it's only gotten worse from there. Well, let's talk about the fact that we had a bye week last week. Damn, yeah, made it even worse. Uh, Unexcusable. No, I, I'm speechless right now. If it was any other team, uh, you know, maybe I can understand because it, we haven't played to our potential this year. But Tennessee, uh, the mighty two and four Tennessee balls right now, uh, I just It's inexcusable, and um, he is held responsible. He should be. And let me go ahead and get my spill on this since I am the profound Joe Moorhead Raider hater. Put that in the vault. I hate Joe Moorhead. With a, a passion. Okay. 
Joe Moorhead is not my guy. Anyway, though, let's start with this. Joe Moorhead came from Happy Valley and regarded as one of the best offensive play callers in the country. He was supposed to transform our offense, bring some cool RPO, cool-looking Twitter stuff, and that just has not played out at all. We're putting up 10 points versus the mighty Tennessee Volunteers that gave up 40-something to Georgia State. The guy can't call plays. He comes out in this cool little bunch formation, and they put the opposing team puts 11 in the box, and we run the ball up the middle for Colin Hill. I feel so bad for Colin Hill. Dude is so talented with a good play caller and a, some better blocking at times. Colin Hill would have already 1,000 yards, but he doesn't because Joe Moorhead can't call plays. And when he does decide to throw the ball, we run some little cute slant routes and our receivers get killed by the linebacker or we're throwing interceptions and stuff. Just bad play make calls no mistake, all Tennessee, around. Make no mistake, Tennessee dominated, dominated us on the Yeah, let's also go ahead and point out that Tennessee has a lot of dudes on that team. They, they have do. a lot of four- and five-star recruits. But it's inexcusable for us to lose – to Tennessee after a bye week. Yeah, Tennessee has Tennessee has good players, bad football team, very bad football team. And uh, shout out to my guy Jill Manclang who pointed out that Joe Moorhead is averaging eight point two points per game in SEC losses. You can't win high school. You can't win the Sun Belt. You can't win in China, averaging eight point two points per game. Very bad offensive production from Joe Moorhead. The second thing I want to point out is Tommy Stevens was the starting quarterback heading into this football game when clearly Schrader had better statistics and had passed the eye test. Garrett Schrader was a better quarterback, yet he stuck Tommy Stevens out on that field because Tommy was his quote-unquote guy. I think if he would have started Schrader, it would have been a smarter decision. He did not. He took us out of the game immediately when Tommy Stevens came out on the field. The third thing, as Hunter pointed out, we were coming off a bye week. You can't come off a bye week versus a terrible team like this and expect to play good. Usually come off a bye week, you can expect to play good versus a great football team. We come off a bye week and lay an egg versus the mighty volunteers of Tennessee. It's all around embarrassing to see that kind of effort out of our players off of a bye week. They should have been chopping at the bit to come out and play. Uh, let's also not forget that Joe did come saying, what is your ring size to Nick Fitzgerald? The only thing he needs to be asking about is what time is my flight getting out of Starkville? And the most important thing to the me, <laughs> the most important thing to me is besides football, I can live with, you know, I understand that we're going to make a bad hire every once in a while and we're not going to hire the best coach. But the biggest thing for me has been the lack of discipline under Joe Moorhead from the players. Our players are not playing hard. It's just like Hunter brought up the Jonathan Banks tweet about this team being mentally and physically weak. We're not playing hard. Our guys are just slower mentally. We're not making plays. We've lost all ability to tackle. We're just not playing good. And we have guys tweeting in the middle of, Halftime. I mean, did y'all see the Colin Hill thing during halftime? He liked to tweet. I mean, if we have guys in our locker room getting on the phone, that is a terrible picture from Joe Moorhead. That's a lack of authority from Joe. And here's the thing, Joe. It came, just shows the, the amount of respect they have for Joe Moorhead. Yeah, point. if the guys are getting on their phone, they have no respect for Joe. And this thing, Joe came in thinking he was going to be quote unquote cool with the guys. If you want to be a friend and be the coach in SEC, yes, you, can, you can't do it. Keep going with that one. You can't. You have to be an authoritarian. You have to be able to lay the law down. You look at Nick Saban. You look at. I know you hate Kirby Smart. You look at Kirby Smart though. Some of these guys who are hardbred SEC guys that are really tough on their guys. You see these guys come out playing hard for sixty minutes every game, no matter who the opponent is. They're ready to hit somebody. They're ready to score a touchdown. You don't see that from Joe, and that's one of the biggest things for me. Is it's one of the reasons I think he, this guy's got to get out quick. He needs to get that flight. He needs to be left. When's our next road game? I don't know, but he needs to stay there. Maybe maybe Cohen will come get him in the middle of the LSU game. Joe needs to go. Just to clarify, our uh, next row game is uh, in College Station. 
Will you be attending? No. Leave him in Texas. Put uh, it in the vault. Uh, maybe he'll go to Rutgers. Always got to love Rutgers. Any other comments on that horrendous game on Saturday from anybody? I'd like to leave it in the past. Leave it in the past. Just a bad football game. We look so bad. Some other big games though on Saturday. A great football game. I don't know if y'all got to watch it, but Florida and LSU. Florida went to Baton Rouge, lost 28-42. Great football game. Great game to watch. LSU looked really good. LSU did, did yeah, they did look good. Um, I think Florida, uh, people are going to look back at this score and say Florida didn't have a good game. Uh, I think Florida played excellent on the road, about as good as you can against this LSU team. I do not think LSU's defense is all that in a pack of cigarettes, but I do think that they're going to be able to hold people and put up points against other people to win the game. They're going to have to outscore to win games. They're not going to be able to hold up on defense. That Bama and LSU game is going to look like a classic from the Big 12, I'm calling it. By the way, Florida ran for 150 rushing yards against LSU. They need to tighten that up, and uh, their DBUs need to uh, start acting like DBUs. 311 passing yards from Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is a dude. <laughs> I don't. I disagree. Kyle Trask is a backup quarterback. He should be flipping burgers somewhere. He's better than Felipe Franks. He's he is better ten than times better than Felipe I will Franks. Agree with that. If 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 Dan Mullen had any sense, uh, he would have started Kyle Trask at the beginning of the season, and who knows where they would be right now. Ivan, what did you see from LSU on Saturday? The um, the offense played outstanding as always, averaging fifty points a game. This was the best defensive game by LSU yet, and they played amazing. They I agree. The job done. I do agree with that. This is this was done. the best uh, defensive uh, performance by LSU thus far, and um, it kind of gives me hope looking on uh, looking towards the end of the season because I've got LSU in the national championship. I've got LSU winning out. Winning LSU's. Out. I think LSU's the best football team in the country. I think it says a lot that we're in agreement that that was LSU's best defensive performance. And how many points did they give up? 28? Yeah. Uh, how many yards? Over 400? Yes. Yeah. They're going to have to outscore. Let's go ahead and point yeah. out here, though. With that being said, let's point out the fact that I believe that was one of Dan Mullen coaching one of the best, best games. Best play calling. Best games yes. I've ever seen. One of the best play calling games I've ever seen. Florida was so outmatched by LSU in that game. They were in Death Valley. It was night. That place was rocking. Dan Mullen kept them in that game all the way until the end. He even had them leading at one point. That was just a great coaching performance. He was calling trick plays. He was keeping LSU off balance. He had a nice – they threw the ball. That was peak uh, Dan They Mullen threw the ball 44 game. times. They ran the ball 40 times. That is perfect balance from the offensive standpoint from Dan Mullen. He did everything they could. LSU's offense is just that explosive. You saw Joe Burrow. 21, 24, 293, three touchdowns. He had just as many touchdowns as incompletions. They also ran for 218 yards on the ground. This LSU offense is unbelievable. I don't know where it came from, but LSU has the best offense in the country. But one of the reasons why LSU's defense might not seem as good is because the offense scores so dang quick. The offense scores in two minutes, and then the defense running right back on the field. That's it. You make a great point there. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that is true. If uh, I looked when I was watching the game, I saw where uh, Florida's time of possession was twenty six minutes, and LSU's was nine, and they were up by a touchdown. That is so unreal. that is unreal. But that's the reality we have to face right now with this LSU Tigers team. Um, I do. Uh, however, I do see this being a rematch. Could you SEC see? Could you see LSU? I mean, like we're all talking about LSU being this great team. Could you see them falling, falling down? Like really, just something like a Georgia happening to LSU? No. 
You think LSU's legit? I think LSU's legit. Not I, in the regular season. Not in the, no, not in the regular season. Not in the regular season. season. I truly – I'm a believer. I mean, I, this is – honestly, I'm not seeing offense like this from LSU, and I completely – Honestly, who you think? Who do you think can be LSU right now besides Bama? Besides Bama. I don't Bama. think anybody can beat them but Bama. I think LSU and Alabama are two best teams in the country. Yeah. And they just happen to be in the same division in the same conference. Which sucks. But uh, we all know – well, y'all, y'all aren't believers. I am a true believer in – LSU right now. Um, I've got Florida and LSU in the rematch of the SEC championship. I've said it three times. I'll say it a fourth. And neither will be there. Yes, I'm going to put that one in the vault, Hunter. Will put Florida play LSU? Put it in the vault. What? Ching. Florida and Georgia. Who's going to win? <laughs> Florida and Georgia? I've got Florida. Obviously. Look, guys, everybody wants to believe in Georgia. Do you, do you believe in Notre Dame? No. Barely beat Notre Dame at home. This Georgia team, this Georgia team, yes, okay. This Georgia team is overrated. The only reason people are talking about them right now is like because Jake Fromm, the overrated system quarterback, Clemson does and the same Kirby thing. Smart, the the great value brand, Nick Saban. Okay, here's the deal. Florida is going to walk in there and dismantle Georgia. Okay, this is not the Georgia from last year or even two years ago. Are you putting that one in the vault? I'm going to put it in the vault and I'm going to lock it. I'm going to lock it and lose the key. Okay, we've got this. So Florida, you think the SEC East has been won by Florida? Put it in the vault. Who struggled versus Kentucky and Miami? Who just went down to the wire with LSU? Now, did I see this is the thing about college football. That stuff. No, is no, 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 no. This is the thing about the SEC. <laughs> this is this is this is what it's like in the SEC. Case in point: Georgia and South Carolina. So let's I'm kind, go ahead, kind let's, of contradicting myself right here. I'm kind of contradicting myself right here, and I get that. But South Carolina is no pushover, okay? Let's South Carolina is legit. South Carolina just... traveled to Athens and won 22-17 in double overtime. Biggest upset of the year, arguably. That, that was a wild football game. It was, uh, you know, Jake everybody, everybody's that favorite bad? quarterback, Jake Fromm, had three picks against this ferocious South Carolina Gamecock defense. Um, three picks against, what's his name, Mukuamu? <laughs> Bates can even say the guy's name, Provo Scholar Bates Minute. Here's the deal. Uh, Georgia, overrated. Auburn, overrated. Guys, I'm just going to say, I'm a, I, Georgia played bad. All right, I'm not going to disagree. Georgia did play bad versus South now, Carolina. Now, do I But agree? I think Georgia is a good football team. I, I think, think they're a good football team. I think are. everybody they has are. a bad week. I think Georgia could beat Florida. I think they're a good football team for an SEC East school. Gosh. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is the SEC East bad? Are they a slouch? Well, not anymore, but, you know, the typical SEC East schools that we're accustomed to. Let me tell you something. Georgia, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, they're soft right now. Facts. Uh, now, I do agree with Bates. Bates said earlier today that Kirby Smart is going to have them whipped into shape in their next games. They're not – you know, who, who do they play next week? Does anybody know? Let's see. Who, who are they playing next week? Let's, let's, let's get this pulled up for it. Maybe they're – Oh, they got – they get Kentucky. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, they're going to win by at least three tutties against Kentucky. And then they have a bye week. They come off a bye week and play Florida. Well, we know about bye weeks. <laughs> Mississippi State bye weeks don't work out, but, but bye there's weeks a with, huge difference between bye weeks with good head coach and, uh, and, Joe uh, Moorhead. and Joe Moorhead. But uh, here's the deal. Uh, Georgia is overrated. Been, uh, me and Ivan have been saying it since day one. I'm just um, saying Georgia's overrated. I've been saying Auburn's overrated. And Clemson is definitely overrated. They almost lost to UNC, bro. Clemson does that every year, though. They, they lost to NC State last year, didn't they? Went on to win a national championship. Did Are you sure they lost year? last year? I'm pretty sure they did. Are you did sure? Play. I don't think they lost last year, bro. 
Georgia? I think no, uh, Clemson. I think Clemson's last loss was at was at Syracuse. Clemson was the first fifteen no team. Yeah. Oh well, the Clemson Clemson's last loss was at Syracuse, and uh, still had a good year. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, not to beat a dead horse, but Florida will outright win the SEC East. Um, even uh, I'll go as far as to say, even if it was played in Sanford Stadium, I've I've got. Florida what if Missouri here. beats Florida? That's not, bro. Here's the deal. I was just throwing that out there. Well, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Florida. <laughs> oh my God! It's SEC football, man. It is. I mean, built different. South Carolina is Georgia. That's what I was just thinking. I can't laugh at you because it's comical that South Carolina went in to Georgia and held them to 17 points and won in double overtime. They had Georgia had chances to win that football game, man. Blankenship missed that. That. An opportunity to win the game, and he missed it. And that's why I'm saying um, I do not believe in Georgia. I believe in Florida. Jake Fromm did throw three interceptions. Georgia turned the ball over four times. South Carolina didn't turn the ball over at all. Won that game with their third-string quarterback, and they threw the ball 51 times, Georgia did. Unreal. They had 173 yards of rushing, though. It's just turnovers will kill you, especially in SEC games. I don't know if anybody's turned the ball over four times. And – one as he won an SEC game, especially when you don't force any turnovers. Jake Fromm threw as many touchdowns to South Carolina as he did to Georgia. Yeah, that that's a very good point there from Bates. So a couple other games, big games this past Saturday. We had uh, Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River Shootout. Very interesting game. Very interesting game. I think both these teams are good. Texas now has two losses. They've lost to LSU and Oklahoma. Their playoff chance is not looking good anymore, but. Oklahoma really dominated this game until LSU. I mean, uh, Texas came back at the end, had a little backdoor cover there. But Oklahoma- well, let's give Texas some credit because Thanks. Texas is no pushover. Texas None. went to the wire with the best team in the country. People who want to call out uh, Tom Herman are a little they're they're overreacting. I think Tom Herman's a good coach. He's doing a lot of things at Texas. He's brought them up to a national perspective. Now you're yeah. seeing Texas on the national stage again. I think Tom Herman's done a lot of good things for that program. Quick question: When we say te- when Texas says they are back, define back, okay? Because because for just me, Texas man, exactly. But for me, are they talking about national championships? Think, are I they talking Texas about being relevant? Back. Because I think they're relevant. I Texas do think they're relevant. relevant. But Backs. it's not it's not that, it's not fun when you have to play Oklahoma every single year. It, yeah. And and nine times out of ten, you're going to play and them. LSU. In the big, you yeah. play Oklahoma and LSU, two yeah. top four teams in country. Their non-conference there. schedule is always difficult. And Texas did beat your SEC's favorite team, Georgia, last year in the Sugar Bowl. I was there for that. That was absolutely insane. Um, Jake Fromm, the system quarterback. It depends on what system you put him in. You put him at Oklahoma, yeah. national championship. Bates. Bates likes Jake Fromm a lot. I respect that. I respect I don't Bates. like Jake. Jake Fromm's decent. Yeah. I respect Lincoln Riley and what they do at Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley has proven time and time again that he is a quarterback guru. Jake Fromm I think is Lincoln not Riley a bad quarterback. Best, Lincoln Riley is one of the best coaches in the country. I don't think Jake Fromm is a bad quarterback. I think he is highly overrated, and I do not see him going further than Georgia. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> I think he's a good, he's a good thrower of the football, and yeah, I think he, he will bounce he gets back. The job he's done. not a three-interception type quarterback. He's not done that. He's been there. This is his third year here. He's played good for two other years. I think he's going to bounce back. Jake Fromm's a good quarterback. I don't want to hear what y'all have to say about Jake Fromm being a system quarterback. I think Jake, Jake Fromm is a good quarterback. 
Not bad. Nor great. I respect he's your. Good. I think he's the third best quarterback in this. I, I truly respect your opinion. I think he is. I think he's. I don't know, man. Uh, at this point, you're gonna laugh. You're gonna get upset. I have Kyle Trask over. That's fair. Kyle Trask over Jake Fromm. Who is Jake Fromm beat this year? Nope. Because I'll tell you, he's lost to. He's lost to the third string quarterback from South Carolina. (laughs) He also beat beat Notre Dame top fifteen team in the country. He what? He beat Notre Dame top fifteen team in the country. Are they really though? Can you look me in the eyes and say Notre Dame was a top fifteen team in the country? They were top ten when they played them. But can you look me in the eye and say I believe in this Notre Dame? Team? I can look you in the eye and say I believe. Notre Dame reminds Jake me. Jake Fromm is a good quarterback. Top thing I believe. You know what? You know what? You know what? He is a good quarterback. Okay. Yeah. I just think I think people want to put him on this pedestal as if. He's look, I would take his... Kelly Bryant over Kyle Trask. Okay, that's reaching. Here's the deal. Here, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Because because I know I know. Look, here's the deal. People want to put Jake Fromm on the same pedestal as Tua. No. And that's yeah. not that's not how it is. No, he's case in point, he is not. But everybody thinks because he's taken Georgia. To I the think SEC. Jake Fromm thinks he's on to his level. The SEC East, ever since Jake Fromm has been there, except for this year, has literally been like playing, <clears throat> like playing in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. That's a hot take. It is. It is. It is. But it's the truth. It's the truth for it. I mean, the SEC East does have Georgia and Florida this year. I think are both. No, I was saying up until this year. Yeah. Not right now. Up until this year. Yeah, I think you can argue that. That's a good argument. Yeah. Georgia has run through that SEC East. Yes, like, yeah. And but, I mean, they're, this year is a little different story because Florida has definitely – I think Florida has definitely established himself as a good team in the SEC. Now, we can move on. We can talk about a couple other things around, the, around college football. Let's start with can Oklahoma beat Alabama or LSU? Can Oklahoma beat Alabama or LSU? Yes. Um, I'm not going to say no to Alabama. I'm not going to say uh, no to LSU. I think they they have their case. Um, you think Oklahoma's defense can hold up? They did last year. I think Alabama is better than LSU, but Oklahoma would play Alabama closer than they would LSU. Well, he just said he thinks Bama's better than LSU. Complete. I mean, Ivan, you think they can hold up? You think Oklahoma could beat them? Either one of them? I think... Oklahoma could be Bama. But I not just don't LSU. see. I think Alabama and LSU are that good. I don't think Oklahoma's defense could hold up. I've just not. I have not seen Oklahoma play a good enough team and seen their defense do anything. The, the question about defense is irrelevant. Team. I mean, if we're talking about can they stop LSU? Of course not. It's can LSU stop Oklahoma? Yes. Alabama did it last year. Good enough. The, back back to uh, Bates' point. I heard where he said Alabama's better than LSU, and then Ivan had something to say about that. I agree with Bates, and I agree with Ivan. So here's the deal. Let me explain you why. Don't, you don't I truly me. believe that LSU should be the number one team in the country because they're the Maybe. only they're the only Maybe. team that has two top ten wins. Facts. Put in the vault. Put They've it in the vault. But Alabama is the more complete team. They're, the, they're more of a complete team. Alabama's. I think Alabama's defense is better than LSU. Yes, defense. they're more sound on defense. And if you look at this Alabama offense compared to this LSU team, if you were put, I mean, if you didn't show the name of the teams and you just put the stats up, it's basically the same. It truly is. That's scary. Except for LSU's averaging more points a game. Okay, but but Alabama does have the best receiving core arguably ever in the history of college football. Yeah, they got all four of them guys could be first round picks. They, it's crazy how much depth they have at wide receiver with two at quarterback. Extremely scary. But I personally think. LSU's play calling and 
their system has put up a lot more production than Alabama this year from a pure numbers standpoint because LSU is averaging around 50 points a game, which is absurd at this point. Alabama's numbers are a little bit different because Alabama doesn't play the fourth quarter at all. But I still think LSU's offense, to me, has looked better than Alabama's. Okay, can I back this up a bit? Uh, back on your comment with this legendary wideout rec- receiving core. Uh, what? How good of a quarterback do you need to throw to those guys? I mean, obviously, Tua has the talent. But I don't think if you put, else do I don't think you put Hunter's boy, if Tommy, you put Jake Tommy Tom in there, will he succeed on this Alabama roster? Yes. Tommy touchdowns would not do good in that with them wide receivers. Tommy would throw in, Tommy would throw in freaking double coverage on purpose and say, oh, I did that. Like, he's an idiot, dude. He, he can't read hot the take, field. Hot take. Put it in the vault. Put it in the he, vault. I, I think you could – I don't know. I think – I don't think you should discredit Tua just because Alabama recruits really good wide receivers. I think Tua puts the ball those dimes. He can put the ball anywhere he wants to. Tua's a really good quarterback. But I think the receivers help. The receivers help him make plays. The receivers help him make 25-yard throws into 60-yard touchdowns after catching the ball and running. All right, let me say this. Let me say this real quick. I think OU can beat Bama for these what two makes reasons. you? What changes between last year and this year? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts is better listen, than Kyler Murray? Jaylen Hurts. Yes! Jalen Hurts knows oh more about Alabama than anyone than in, anybody the in the country. So you think just because Jalen Hurts played for Alabama that makes it mean We've been talking about Jalen Hurts versus play that, for yeah. over a year now, and then we finally get to see them both on the field at the same time. Are you kidding me right now, Ford? He's, he was there how many years? Two, Dude, three? Kyler, Kyler Dude. Murray's a top five athlete of all time. Hey, but we're talking about what the but it, <laughs> what, what is what? Why are you bringing up Kyler? This is about right now. Because Kyler got drafted in the first round Kyler in didn't two sports, and he couldn't beat Alabama. All right, all right. So what makes you think Jalen Hurts can beat Alabama? Because he's better than Kyler Murray. Because he's a better quarterback than Kyler. And if you that's say no, I'm walking out. That's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my. Lord, look me in the eyes and say that. That is a hot take. I'll look in the eyes and say that Heisman winner Kyler Murray, first overall pick in the draft, starting quarterback for the Arizona Car- Cardinals, is better than – What have the Cardinals done? They're, they don't have anybody Who's their quarterback? <laughs> Kyler? Kyler Murray. If he's the best quarterback you've ever seen, why is he not producing? No, I didn't say he was the NFL best quarterback with, I've ever seen. With, I said with, he was with better NFL than Jalen. With NFL talent. I said he was better than Jalen Hurts. They're playing grown men every week. That's besides the point. I said they Kyler Murray. the Cardinals in Because he's starting for an NFL team, and Jalen Hurts would not start for any NFL team tomorrow. He would take Kyler's spot. Put that in the vault. We'll bring I it back up. I would say that. If you put Jalen Hurts on the Cardinals, you have a QB battle on your hands. Put that in the vault. We will see. All right, now let's go back to this. Two is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. <sighs> Y'all are crazy. Two can't even start at Alabama. Wait, Jalen can start at Alabama. All I know is when Tua left the SEC championship game last year, Georgia was winning. Lincoln when Riley Jaylen is a quarterback whisperer. Alabama was winning. What'd you say? I said Lincoln Riley is the quarterback whisperer. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that, but... All I'm saying is I truly believe that Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback between the two, and I think we will see. So you think Put Oklahoma does have a legitimate shot at beating Alabama? Never said that. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I didn't agree that. with that. The only thing I'm let me my- let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. When Alabama played Ole Miss, what happened? First half, what happened? Ole Miss scored, didn't they? Ole Miss and Bama had a yes. game. Yeah. They had a game. When Alabama played South Carolina, what happened? Uh, South Carolina put up like 30 on them. Exactly. Oklahoma. That high-powered offense. 
I see where you're saying. Many times to- I've seen many games with Bama played that, like the first quarter or the first half, it's been close, and then Bama pulls away the second half. The last time I saw Bama get outplayed in the second half was by Oklahoma. Exactly. If Oklahoma comes out with a better start, does it go down twenty-eight nothing in the first quarter? Put it in. You have put it in the ball. <laughs> Oklahoma is not going to beat Alabama or oh LSU. Just put that in the ball, dude. It's not going to happen. A Big Twelve school is not going to beat Alabama or LSU. It's just not going to happen. So, are you saying it would never happen? I'm not saying it would never happen. I'm just saying this year, I just Alabama happen. and LSU are that much better. I mean, we're going to see that. I think we will get a chance to find out. I think I, I do think Oklahoma is a playoff team, and I think Alabama mm-hmm. and LSU should both be playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Who is Alabama's last non-conference loss besides Clemson? You're the only one to know that. Oklahoma. Sugar Bowl. Trevor Knight. <laughs> when was Let's that? It, when was like like 2008? 13. And they got dismantled. It was not close. It's it back was. when my boy Johnny Football was tearing stuff up. Mm-hmm. Best quarterback ever come to the SEC. Dude, every statement you make is just like controversial. Did you forget about Tim Tebow? Did you forget about Cam Newton? <laughs> dude, Johnny Football was electric, dude. When he he went, was electric. He was electric, but I don't care. The single bank greatest. Ryan Swope. Ryan Swope. Mike Evans. Who was the running back? I'm Who was just, the running back? Just, like, hear me out. Hear me out here. When Johnny Manziel <sighs> went to Alabama and won in Bryant Denny, that is still one of the happiest I've ever been. What? When Johnny Manziel went to Alabama. And beat Nick Saban in his house as a freshman. So you didn't like when Cam Newton was down and came out? Cam Newton nothing came back in the Cam Newton took $180,000 to go to Auburn when we could have won a national championship here. So, so case in point, you're just jealous. Cam Newton is the best quarterback to ever come to the SEC, and he played for one year in life. Yeah, I'm just jealous. I can never look at Cam Newton. You know who we're slick forgetting about, which is sad? Hmm. That Prescott. Well, he's up there, but he's not the best. He's still very young. Dak was good. Dak was really good. <laughs> we forget about Dak. <laughs> yeah, man. we forget about Dak. He just went to Mississippi State so we didn't get all the clout that everybody else getting, man. <laughs> Ivan's going to put Joe Burrow in that conversation here soon. Shit. I mean, soon. Well, we're talking about the best quarterback to ever come through the SEC. Yeah, there's. we're, we're not even old enough to make that argument. You got Peyton Manning and all these guys. Steve Spurrier. And the whole bunch of guys. Yeah. We're just... In the, 20, in the 21st century. In the just, 21st century. We're just college kids. So let's move on here. Where does Cam Dan- Newton's the best SEC quarterback to ever come through? Put it in the vault. All right. Where does Dan Mullen rank out of the coaches in the SEC? Ivan, let's start with you. Where you got Dan? Dan Mullen in the uh, SEC, number three. Where who you got in front of him? I got Coach O and I got Nick Saban. Coach O at one? Yes, sir. Ivan, go Tigers over here. All right, Hunter. Uh, I've got him at number three. Um, so I've got uh, – I know this is going to be controversial. I have a feeling it is. I've got uh, Nick Saban, number one, That's Coach O, number two. And then here we go with Dan Mullen. It's hard to root against what Coach O is doing. Ever since he has been – I like Coach O. He has turned this team completely around. LSU is now a powerhouse again. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's crazy what he did after taking over from Les Miles, Okay. It's absolutely crazy. The only it's a great thing, football story if you think about it. What it Coach O came from – it is, and, and, and I can see why people want to put Kirby Smart above Coach O because of the playoff I mean, the, the playoff um, being going to the playoff and the SEC championship. But if we're being honest, guys, if Georgia's playing in the SEC West, do they ever make it with Kirby Smart to the SEC championship? No, Neither because they can't beat Alabama, and they have to play Alabama game in and game or every single year. 
when is the last time LSU beat Bama? 2011? 2011, yes. And that's what I'm saying. But but I, I truly believe that Coach O is the better coach as of right now and what he's done since he's been there. Hot take, put it in the vault. Very interesting, basically. Where you got Dan Mullen? I got Dan Mullen at three, but my difference comes in my top two. Of course, he got saved at one. Number two has got to be Gus Malzahn. The Gus Bus. The Gus Bus. Now, well, how did Gus- you not roast me? How did you roast me but that? Like, <laughs> All right, yeah. But, I, but I, if I we're going even... play calling was, I 100% agree with you. I do, because he is an, he is, he is an offensive guru. He's won a national championship. He has, but here's the deal. Is that why he's number two? Why is, why is Gus number two? Gus number two, I mean, we, Auburn consistently puts out teams that are, I mean, decent every year. Of course, you can say the same thing about LSU and Georgia. Mm. But when it comes to the biggest moments – Gus Malzahn has two wins against Alabama. That is, I mean, that is two lie. more than Coach O or Curtis <laughs> Kirby, Mark, yes. or Dan Mullen or anyone <laughs> else you want to put on this list. That's anybody. He's got a point. Okay, okay. that's a very so you're, basing, so you're basing that off of the fact that he's the only one that's beat the man. I mean, this whole league is built around catching Saban. It's been that way for ten years since now. he's been here. Yeah. So the only person who has successfully caught him more than once. Well, actually, there's two coaches. Y'all forget about Hugh Freeze, no, I was about to say, the man of legend. The other one to have done it. God, guys, can you imagine if he would have never got caught? Ole Miss would be so daggum good right now. I'm, <laughs> guys, just imagine John Rice Plumley under Hugh, Hugh Freeze. I, there, I don't think any of us can die, deny that Hugh Freeze is a good offensive football coach. He insane. He can create. Some plays, man. We most underrated, most underrated. Coach. Let's go, let's go. Fire more and hire you freeze. Alvin said, "Put that in the vault." We're going for Hugh. Dude, could you imagine if we pick up Hugh Freeze? <laughs> I forgot all about that old man, man. Dude, he, he hired prostitutes. But he hired prostitutes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Does he win so games? Does he win exactly? Does he win games? Yeah, he beat Alabama. You know the last guy to beat Alabama we had was? Jackie Sherman. No, the Kroon, man, Sly Kroon, baby. Maroon is all that matters. Sly Kroon himself. But, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, let, me go ahead, let, me, let me go ahead and give you my three. So, I've got Saban's one, arguably the best coach ever. I like Kirby Smart at two because George has been in playoffs. One bad half versus Alabama away from winning national you championship. You can say one bad possession. Yes. And they Alabama put in two, you're probably looking at Georgia having a national championship. I think Kirby Smart's a really good football coach. He recruits well. He coaches well. They win games. I mean, arguably, I mean, honestly, it's not a good time to say this right now, losing to South Carolina. That's a game they should have won big, but they didn't. I think Kirby Smart right now is number two. That's what separates can, Smart from Saban. Dan Mullen and Coach R are very close to me. I, I think you could – I mean, Dan looked really good this week, and I've I've never really been a Dan Mullen guy, but the way he coached this week, and he's doing, and he does have a lot more talent at Florida than he had here, because he's, I mean, Florida's a powerhouse; he can recruit better there, and he's really showing off his coaching skills at Florida. I would personally, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Dan at three because he's been doing this a lot longer. Coach O looks good right now. I'd probably put Coach O at four. Gus Malzahn at five. Coach O is doing a lot of things this year, though. If Coach O goes on to win a national championship this year, completely different story. I think he can rewrite this list. Coach O is the second-best coach in the conference. LSU goes on to win a championship. But Coach O, I think I saw something he's like 8-2 and two versus top-10 teams, which is – that's insane. It's, it's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. truly ridiculous. That's like saving type stuff. That is. I don't care who you are. That is insane. Hear me out. Hear me out. LSU plays LSU in – I mean, LSU plays Alabama in what, three weeks? 
or two weeks, something like that. First week in November. First week in November. Something like that. At Brian Denny. If we lose, we're going to see him again in the playoffs. You can't because you have to go to the SEC championship. You don't. don't. Alabama did it two years ago. When they won the national championship, they did not go to the SEC championship. Well, that means LSU. I think if if LSU's only loss is versus Alabama in Tuscaloosa at night. I think two go in. I think you. I, think, I don't think you can hold LSU out, especially if Alabama goes on to win the SEC. I think you'd have to put LSU. I in think it. you have a number one Alabama team and a number four seed LSU rematch in the semis. Dude, I think LSU is a better football team right now, but going into Bryant-Denny, probably going to be a night game. That is going to be extremely difficult to go in there and steal a win. Even if LSU is a better football team, it's going to be extremely tough in that environment to go in there and win. Uh, I disagree. I think LSU can Brian win. Denny, Brian you can, you is, can hear a pin drop in Brian Denny. You truly can. I went when, when Mississippi State was the number one team in the nation. I went when Dak Prescott should have won the game. We should have won that game. Yes, we should have won that game. I promise you, it got no louder than. I mean, I literally, we literally could hear a pin drop. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Brian Denny's overrated. Um, I was there last year when we played them, and yeah, it was not near as loud as I I feel like I feel like you'd have a better chance of uh, being intimidated in Nashville playing Vandy than you would in Brian Denny. <laughs> oh my God, that's a bro, hot take. Listen, put it in the bed. No put it in the bed. No for fan interaction, I would say that because you're not afraid of Bama's fans. You're afraid of Bama's players. Exactly. You're not. You're not terrified of Bama's fans because they don't show up. They're not there. They know they're going to win. There's no going to be cheer. there versus LSU. No, hear me out, dude. We went to Knoxville. Tennessee was 1-4. That crowd was electric. Knowing they were trash. Loudest stadium I've ever been in my life. I kid you not. It wasn't even full. I promise you. That is the loudest stadium. Tennessee? Tennessee. Wow. Volunteers. Neyland Stadium. Wow. Knoxville, Tennessee. 11 o'clock kickoff. Have you been to Baton Rouge? I'm, no, I have not. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're the loudest in the SEC, yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Saying, saying. I'm saying Knoxville is by far the most loud stadium I've ever All right, let's make a time. quick pick here. Alabama and LSU in a couple weeks. So you got? LSU. I got LSU winning now. Ivan Burns has LSU winning now. All right, who you got, Hunter? I've got LSU by 10. 10? Wow. Yes, I do. Coach o comes I think Alabama. That would be a huge. I think, if Coach O beats Nick Saban in his house, that would be all Hear me out for it. Hear me out for it. I think Alabama makes two mistakes. And I think I, I think LSU this year will capitalize on them. Who you got? I don't know who wins game one, but whoever loses it will win game two. <laughs> little revenge game in game two. I like I, – I can't pick against Alabama at all. I'm going to go with Alabama. He's this is early. Hit. My mind might change in the next couple of weeks. But, I, I, I mean, I'm with you all. I think LSU is the best football team in the country. You put everybody on a neutral field, LSU's not beat, LSU's not losing to Alabama. Ooh. I mean, I see what you all saying about Alabama. Based on performance just this year, LSU is number one team, Bama's number two. Yes, I agree. I think I think we are in agreement that LSU is the best football team in the country right now, which is quite something to say considering what LSU's been in the past and what their offense is now. It's really remarkable that we're sitting here saying, without a doubt, LSU is better than Alabama. So far. So Three. far. So far. You never know. Like head LSU head. could come too starkful this week and lay an egg just kidding. That was a joke. Georgia, South, South Carolina went to Georgia and won, so who knows. So let's go ahead and bring up Moorhead one more time. What will it take to have Joe Moorhead fired? Let's start with Bates. I want to I hear what he has to say. Bates, what's it going to take? I mean, I feel like this week should have been the final straw. I don't know. What, the only 
feasible last chance I see is if we lose to Ole Miss. You cannot justify bringing him back after a season like that. Because if we lose to Ole Miss, it has a it has a double down effect if we don't make a goal, bowl game. There's no – I see no conceivable path where we lose to Ole Miss and make a bowl game. So that game uh, will probably be a double-headed monster for him. If we lose that one, then both things go against him and – it's, it's over. Hunter. I've got us at five and six uh, coming into the uh, Ole Miss game this year. Ole Miss is a toss-up, and if we lose, no ball game for us. I think that'll be the final yeah. straw. I think Joe Moorhead will be sent back up north. What you got, Ivan? What's it going to take? I say if we're scoreless against LSU, I say if we lose to Arkansas, and if we lose to Ole Miss and don't make a ball game, he's gone. There is a chance that we can go scoreless against LSU. I don't. I think LSU is going to put their backups at the half, and we're going to score something on them. But anyway, I think the way that Joe Moorhead gets fired is <laughs> I think Joe, the way that Joe Moorhead gets fired is two things got to happen. We got to lose to Ole Miss. We got to make a bowl game. I think John Cullen will not fire him if we make a bowl game or if we beat Ole Miss. If either one of those happen, I think he gets one more year. As much as I hate to say it, I'd love to see him gone tomorrow. I'd love to go to his house and knock on his door and say, "Joe, you're gone. Go to Rutgers." But I just don't see it happening unless we miss a bowl game and we lose to Ole Miss and Egg Bowl. I could really see a cream type scenario going where Ole Miss comes in here and absolutely kills us, like a 42-7 type game. Just Moorhead lays an egg in the biggest game of his career, and then he's gone at the half. John Cohen's got on the headset calling plays. But that's besides the point. I think <laughs> I think Joe needs to be gone, and those are the things I think needs to happen for him to be gone. You mentioned forty-two to seven as a bad score. Uh, I mean, I would be pretty pleased with our performance if we come out and lose forty-two to seven to Ole Miss. Oh, Ole Miss! Yeah, oh, I was talking about LSU. No, oh, oh my talking, goodness! I was talking about Ole Miss instead of Ole Miss comes. To I, I always thought we were talking about LSU. Um, that could have been the worst thing I've ever said in my life. It's <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay. Sorry, we're all thinking it at this point. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> like telling, what's gonna, there's no telling what's going to happen. So let's just go around here real quick and say who our Heisman leader is. Ivan Burns has Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow has uh, proven himself game in and game out that he's the best player in the country, not just at the quarterback position, but player overall. He's got two top ten wins under his belt, and I don't think he's done. Bates. I'm going to look for an outside pick. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, not getting the respect he reserves. He really is not. He is a stud. It is in the Big 12. And he is running against Big 12 defenses, but he's still putting up stats. This dude might break Barry Sanders' Barry Sanders record. Halfway exactly. through the year, he has over 1,000 yards. Exactly. and averages like more than two touchdowns a game rushing. Exactly. Good running back. I don't know if a running back can win. Good the, running back out of Oklahoma can win, State there. Can win the Heisman, though, and this kind of – and today. With they, the they were talking about that – that debate's been going on for a while, and, I mean, it was, what, three, four years ago Derrick Henry won it. I think it's very plausible that a running back can do it if he is on a championship If he breaks Barry Sanders' who, who record, give him, a, give him the husband. Derrick Henry was playing? That was uh, before Jalen, I believe. No, or Jay Coker, Blake Sims. <laughs> No, he's, he's talking about in the Heisman race. Yeah. Who the, who oh, are, who I can't remember. Maybe uh, the guy who was no, uh, he might the guy who Leonard Fournette was leading all year, and it was Fournette, Henry, and uh, the Stanford running back. No, he's talking about quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. No, so quarter, no, no quarterback was in that race. It was between Fournette, McCaffrey, and Henry that year. All right, that's, that's three, three running, running backs. backs. But right now we have pretty much three quarterbacks in the front runner for this Heisman. Yeah, I personally, I'm going with Joe Burrow right now. I mean, he's got um, – let's look at his stats real quick. He's got – he's got 
He's got nearly twenty one hundred okay, uh, he's got twenty one hundred yards passing. He's got twenty five touchdowns, three interceptions. He's completing listen to this number. He's completing eighty percent of his throws. Joe Burrow is completing eighty percent of his throws. That is an absurd rate. You can't make that up. Oh. Yeah, let's just I, I was I was a bit off. Uh it wasn't Leonard Fournette, it was actually Deshaun Watson out of Clemson twenty fifteen. That's who uh Derek Henry beat out for the Heisman? Yes. So Chula Hubbard could actually be a dark horse for the Heisman, but I just think if Joe Chuba won't win it, but if Joe, he definitely deserves more respect than he's getting. Yes, he does. If Joe and Tua keep playing like they have, though, it's going to be either Joe Burrow or Tua. For I, I think Tua should be a finalist at least. The, the problem is, is when you have Joe Burrow, Tua, Jalen Hurts. We're forgetting about Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. You have all these guys. I mean, Justin Fields. I mean, I don't. Think he he, he, he won't even be a finalist. And was he? He averages five touchdowns a game. That's wild. I've got a question about Justin Fields for y'all. Do y'all think he truly plays anybody yet, though? No, Big Ten's really weak. That's and that's I mean that's the thing with Dwayne Haskins. Like Dwayne Haskins was a stud. He put up huge numbers, huge, ridiculous numbers. But what's he doing right now at Washington? <laughs> He's playing for the Redskins and sitting the bench. Exactly. You know you know who's uh, starting over him, guys? Who? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Hook him horns. So uh, yeah, let's. That's but I think we can all agree there's a lot of good players in college football right now, and it's really going to have to – whoever wins the Heisman is going to shake down to what happens over the last week, uh, the rest of the remaining of the year. I mean, you got Joe is going to play two at Alabama. That'll be a big Heisman game. I mean, you've got Jalen Hurts. Got He's going to have to win a lot of the rest of his games in order to win the Heisman. So, I mean, it's going to be really dependent on what happens the rest of the year, but right now there's a lot of guys who deserve legitimate consideration. It's simple what it comes down to. It's the thing that I hate the most about the Heisman. It's the most important uh, factor is who has the lowest number in the loss column. Yeah. That's what it comes down to every year. Yeah, it's not about uh, It's not about really sometimes you don't see the best player win the Heisman. You see the best player on the best team. I think the last time we saw that was, uh, am I wrong, 2010 RG3? That was when a guy was on a different team. No, uh, Lamar they, Jackson won it and in Louisville. Not in 2010. You're uh, saying Lamar, more Lamar recently. Jackson. You're saying most recently. Okay. Yeah, Lamar, Lamar Jackson yeah, won yeah, it, and they weren't that good. But remember Lamar at the beginning of the year was putting up like videos. I think Lamar only, <laughs> crazy. Lamar only lost two games that year, I still think. I mean, they yeah. still went 10-2. and two. But they weren't like competing for a national championship. They, I mean, they weren't, but I mean, their losses were to Clemson and – Good football team. Lamar, two, Lamar two, Jackson. Two good football teams is who they lost. Really to. good quarterback. He made that team really good. He deserved to win the Heisman. So you, you either have to be the best player on the best team or the best player on a mediocre team that's all of a sudden a good team. A la RG3, a la Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott for the first 10 weeks of that season. Dak. Gotta love Dak. So let's go ahead and move on to this week's action. Kind of a weak slate this week. You got Alabama and Tennessee. You got uh, South Carolina and Florida, but besides that, you got the big one game of the week, two thirty in Stark Vegas. You've got Mississippi State and LSU. SEC Nation is going to be there in the morning, guys. What do you, what are you feeling for the Tigers this weekend from the Bulldogs? I'm going to be one hundred percent honest. Um, biggest Mississippi State fan here through and through. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath, slobber knocker. They're going to take us to the shed, where where us out. Uh, Will got- the fans show up? I don't know. I truly don't know. Part of me believes that that uh, our fans still believe in Mississippi State, but it's hard to at this point. Uh, I've got I've got LSU forty five, Mississippi State twenty one. 
I do want to point out real quick with regards to the fans showing up that if the fans do stop showing up and we start these higher-ups in the athletic office start seeing Joe Moorhead, I start seeing Joe Moore, Moorhead losing interest in the crowd and they start losing money, they will fire Joe Moorhead. Because if people start showing up to these games and start taking money out of their pocketbook, they're going to fire Joe and they're going to get them out of there real quick. But that's besides the point. I like Let's go, let's go with Ivan. Let's go with Ivan over here first before I get my pick. I got LSU, 56 to 14. 56 to 14? Yeah. What about you, I think we're going to have an unexpected contributor on defense. Uh, forecast calls for rain. That's the only thing that can slow down LSU. Uh, Bates, I think your forecast is off. I looked at it this morning. It's going to be sunny and 72 on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the vault. My, my, <laughs> my side's not getting wet at SEC Nation. Last I looked, calling for rain, and it's – Get a real weather app, not the Apple weather app. Base. Put it in the vault. If it rains, Mississippi State 28, LSU 45. <laughs> you think we can score 28 on LSU's defense? In the rain? By God, yes, we can. <laughs> Who's the quarterback? Keep on. <laughs> I mean, if, if, it go, if it goes into the rain, we played in the rain, we're running the ball, I'll take Schrader and Kylan over Burrow and Edwards Hilaire. I still think You've they win. You've lost your mind, Bates. You he's, talking the, he's talking about the rushing attack. Just – I think Schrader I and care. Kylan are more dangerous on, on the ground than Burrow. Will and Kylan Edwards Hill be tweeting at half? That's the real question. Will Kylan Hill like tweet at half? If, if we're running the ball and he's happy, I don't think he will be. It's, All they got to do is block for him. All they got to do is block for him. I agree. And, and you know, when you're going out there and you're throwing two interceptions, and he's touching it what eight right. times? Guys, you can put this one in the vault. The final score this week in Starkville with Paul Feinbob on the sideline will be. LSU 63, Mississippi State 0. Put it in the ball. LSU is the best team in the country. We are the worst team in the country. LSU comes in, takes care of business. We don't even score. And our defense gets obliterated. So you so you think we lose to Tulane if we play Tulane this year? Tulane's Dude, good. I don't know. I know, I know they are. I, mean, I don't know who we could beat this year, to be honest. But I'm saying it's 63 to nothing. John Cohen comes on at the half. Gives uh, gives me the headset. I call plays the rest of the game. That's it. Put it in the vault. But besides that, not a lot of action going on. Uh, let's go one last thing here, and we'll call it a day. Let's go around and say who the second best team in the country is, since we've all said LSU's the best. That's all I'm saying a lot. I think Bama's the better team. I think LSU's proven themselves more, but I still think Bama's a better team. So you, so you, oh, hold up, you have Bama at number one. I think LSU in the polls, LSU deserves to be number one. He's talking about as a complete team. I think Bama. I think Bama's a better team. So, I, but I, you I, think I, Bama's second though? Do you think LSU Bama's has second? proven Bama's themselves. Can. Would you put Oklahoma above Bama? No, 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 no one. No. But I think Oklahoma could beat Bama, but I wouldn't put it's, Oklahoma it's a, above it's, Bama. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I would say it's possible. So Alabama, so we have LSU and Alabama at number one, at number one, one and two. That's what I got. Very interesting. Wait, what? No, Bama's not my number two team. Well, you just all right. Who's your number two team? Do not say Mississippi State. Oklahoma. You got Oklahoma number two. I I believe in Oklahoma this year. I thought he was going to say Mississippi State and troll, but I was going to lose my mind. All right. Well, so we're in Grand Sierra. And this has been the Maroon is All That Matters podcast. It's been good. 
We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about Joe Moorhead flying back to Rutgers or Happy Valley <laughs> straight out of Starkville. It's been good, though, and remember that always Maroon is all that matters.